Hey guys, welcome to the In the Game Room podcast, episode number 29. Last time we spoke was a couple of weeks ago, and I was in Oklahoma City for the Warlord Games convention. And it was a Friday night, and I was telling you guys, I'm going to go out Saturday, play a bunch of games, I'm going to come back Saturday night and do another podcast and let you guys know how it went. Well, obviously I dropped the ball on that. Only the last bit, the recording a podcast and telling you how it went. So I'm going to do that now. Um, The convention, I think I mentioned in the last uh, podcast while I was there that it was, the event was a little smaller than I thought it would be. Um, And that is the case. It was a little smaller than I thought it would be. And again, that was based on nothing at all. It was just my assumption that, you know, this was Warlord Games putting on a convention. People were going to come from everywhere, and it was going to be this really big deal. And it really was kind of more of a local event. It was like Oklahoma and Texas people mostly. The people that I met, that's where they were all from. Um, But it was a really good event. And um, if you are a fan of the Warlord products like Bolt Action, Gates of Antares, Blood Red Skies, um, the the Samurai game, my brain is failing me right now, Test of Honor, sorry. Um, If you're a fan of those games or any of the other games that that Warlord makes, um, it's it's a worthwhile event going to, especially if you don't have to travel real far. Um, I kind of have a rule that if I'm going to travel really far for a convention, it's going to be a really big event. Like I went to Adepticon in Chicago. That's about halfway across the country. I'm going to Historicon uh, next month, I believe it is. And that's going to be a big, huge event. So I kind of make it worth the trip, you know, to go to a a larger event. However, this was a smaller uh, event, but it was still worth it. It was still really fun. Um, I met some cool people. I saw a lot of nice things. I did what I went there to do. I you know, flew halfway across the country just to get a demo of a couple of games, and, uh, and I did that. And the uh, Beyond the Gates of Antares game, the 28mm sci-fi game that uh, sometimes is compared to 40K, although I don't know uh, if that's fair. It doesn't have big, huge, radical monsters that you have to spend hundreds of dollars on. Um, but... Anyways, that game was one that I was really interested in. I have the starter set for it. I've opened it up. I've looked at it. I said, whoa, this is really cool, and then I kind of put it away. So one of the things I meant to do while I was there was get a demo of that game and kind of learn how it's played and see if it's something that I want to get into. And yes, it's cool. Yes, it's something I want to get into, and I really enjoyed uh, getting a demo of it. I wish I could remember the guy's name that was doing the demos because he was just there all day doing the same thing for person after person, teaching them how to play. And I know no matter how much you love a game, that can get rough after a while. And he did a really good job, and he was very nice and and, uh, was answering questions and really helping us through. So that was fun. Um, The game itself, uh, Beyond the Gates of Antares, like I said, it's a cool game. I was actually able to pick it up pretty quick. Now, I wouldn't say I'm good enough now just to go out and play a game on my own. I still need to do some reading and learning. But I was able to get into the flow of it because it kind of works a little bit like uh, like Bolt Action, which I'm used to. It uses the order dice, and a lot of the, a lot of the mechanics are very sim- similar. So that made it easier for me to learn. So I would say... 
again, uh, if you're into the Warlord products and their games and you want to learn more about them, it's a really good convention to go to. Um, if you're looking for a big, huge convention where they're playing, you know, dozens and dozens of different types of games from different manufacturers, then maybe it's not for you. But if you're, if you're anywhere in the area, you're interested in Warlord products, go to Warlord Games Con. It's definitely worth it. So enough about that. Um, get a little caught up here what's happened since then. And one of the reasons why I didn't get another uh, podcast done while I was there, I just had a lot of different things going on and a lot of things on my mind. And one of the things was I was coming back home Sunday, which was uh, two days after the last podcast, and immediately went into getting ready for the convention in Los Angeles, GameX. And GameX uh, is one of the three conventions they run at Strategicon. I've talked about Strategicon many times. You guys are probably sick of hearing about it. But it is my home convention, and I go there three times a year, and I'm an exhibitor there in the dealer room. So I had to get back here and immediately go into convention mode. Not convention attendee mode, but a convention work mode. So I had to start getting everything packed up and figuring out what I'm going to take and how I'm going to get it all there and all that stuff. So it was hectic for a little while. Went to the convention, had a great con, um, had a lot of fun hanging out with my buddies like I do when I'm there. Um, business was good, met a lot of cool customers, um, some existing customers, made a lot of new customers and, um, and did well financially. So that's always a good thing. So, uh, that brings us up to now. Now it's chill time. Uh, I got nothing going on until Historicon, so that's kind of nice. Getting back into business mode here, working on some new products. One of the new products that uh, I'm working on, well, two of the new products I'm working on, are a new version of our painting stations. You may or may not be familiar with the GameCraft Miniatures painting stations, but what they are is exactly what they sound like. They're painting stations. They're a portable station that you can put your project on, put the paints and brushes and tools you need for that project, and then take it with you wherever you go. Even if it means just going from your office to your living room, out to your workshop, uh, wherever, the dining room table, wherever you want to work on that project, everything you need to do that project goes with you. I, I take mine when I go to the conventions in L.A., and I have everything set up that I'm working on, and it's really convenient. But one of the things that came up at the GameX convention in L.A., I had several people come up to me and say, hey, I live in a real small apartment, you know, because it's Los Angeles. That's what people do. And I don't actually have a workbench set up, but I want to use a painting station. And I have more than a few paints, but I don't have quite enough paints to get one of the paint racks that goes on the workbench. And I, don't, I wouldn't have a place to put it anyways. So what people were kind of getting at was they want a painting station, but they want it to be kind of to be their workbench. That is their workbench. And when they're done, they can just put it away. So they were looking for a painting station like the ones we have now, but maybe one that holds a few more paints without being, you know, like a full-on paint rack that holds 40 or 50 paint bottles. So I got thinking about it and thought, well, the two main ones that I sell are the one, the 26 millimeter model, which fits Vallejo Army Painter and those, you know, dropper bottles. And the other one is a 34 millimeter hole version that fits GW, Citadel, and anything smaller than that, of course. So I thought I'll take those two designs and design them with, instead of two rows of 
holes for paint, design them with three rows and see how that works out. And I've done it, I've made those two, um, and I've built them and you know checked them out and I think they're good. I think they're gonna work really well. Each one of them, uh, you lose just a little bit of the uh, flat workspace real estate you have because of course to add a, another row, that room has to come from somewhere. And I didn't want to change the overall size of the unit. So you do lose just a tiny bit of the workspace in front where you actually do your painting, but it's not much. I think it's, it's a fair exchange. On the, uh, on the 26 millimeter Vallejo model, I think you lose about an inch from front to back. And on the uh, 34 millimeter GW model, I think you lose a little under an inch and a half. So it's really not a big deal at all. So I think those are going to work out really good. I put the 26 millimeter Vallejo model already on our website for sale. I'm putting the 34 millimeter GW Citadel version on tonight. So by the time you hear this, they'll both be online. And sometime over this weekend, um, I'm going to do a video podcast that introduces these two new products, show them to you, show you the difference of the uh, between the you know the old and new version. The old versions are going to be available just like always because some people are going to prefer those, and then the new versions, some people will prefer those. So they'll all still be available. Um, so I'll get that video up this weekend, and it'll be on inthegameroom.com. You can see it there. Um, the new ones are compatible with all accessories, the drawer kits, the uh, the lights. Um, well, those are the main accessories, drawer kits and lights. But they'll be. That's why I didn't want to change the size of the uh, of the painting station because I wanted them to work with the other accessories that we already have. So uh, I think that's the end of this one. I'm right at about 10 minutes now, and I think that's enough for an audio podcast. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention. Uh, one of the struggles that I have with this podcasting, and what most people that do podcasting struggle with, is keeping their podcast on a regular schedule. Like It's been about two weeks since I did one. Before that, it was probably another couple of weeks. So I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try to do an audio podcast every Tuesday and every Thursday. I figure by making a schedule and actually putting a label on the front of my computer monitor, I'm pointing to it right now, you can't see it because this is an audio podcast, but there is a sticker there that says audio podcast Tuesday and Thursday. Maybe by doing that, it'll remind me and I can uh, I can be more regular about how I do this. I know people that listen to podcasts often expect them on certain days of the week and there's a lot of podcasts that do that you know they they publish every friday or every monday or whatever it is they do and people come to expect that Uh, i listen to a lot of podcasts myself and i do the same thing i know when you know somebody's going to release a new podcast um, so i start looking for it so i want to try to get on that way of thinking that i'm going to do these every tuesday and every thursday So we'll see how that works out, Um, and maybe in a month or so you'll be saying, well, what the hell happened, Alan? You said you were going to do it every Tuesday and Thursday, and it's been two weeks. Yeah, well, you know, things happen, but I'm going to try my best, and like I said, I put a sticker on my monitor, so it's kind of official. So we'll see how that goes. So that's it for tonight. Just wanted to get you guys kind of caught up on what's been going on since I was in Oklahoma and did not do that Saturday night podcast I talked about, so apologies for that, but... I'm back. I'm doing it. It's all good. I'm enjoying everything. Having a great time at my hobby. Business is good. So I'm going to uh, get on this new schedule and see if I can uh, keep bringing you guys good content. So with that, see you next Tuesday. And keep on gaming.